Welcome to Self-Service at Retail. The growth has only begun. Retail self-service has been growing at a fast pace over the past several years, a trend that the COVID-19 pandemic has abetted. A key factor, no doubt, has been the growth of online sales at retail. Adobe expects over $4 trillion to be spent globally in all of 2021, a new milestone for e-commerce. The Markets and Markets Report claims the global interactive kiosk market could be worth $30.53 billion by 2023, a $10 billion increase from 2016. How long will this growth continue? I'm Elliot Maris, the editor of Kiosk Marketplace. Here to help answer this very important question are two experts from Zebra Technologies, Richard Thompson, Sales Vice President of Global OEM, and Mark Thompson, Director of Retail and Hospitality Solutions for Europe, the Middle East, and Africa. Mark, is self-service growing in retail, or are shoppers returning to more traditional shopping methods? That's a good question. So first of all, it's great to be able to uh, discuss this topic with you, Elliot. And uh, I think there's a lot uh, a lot of change that's happened in the, in the last uh, two years or so uh, as the pandemic has rolled across across the world. So I think, I guess, to answer the question, for me, it's it's almost more complex than that. Of course, there is some return to store-based shopping, uh, or the, and, and we've actually seen the latest uh, footfall figures uh, for, for Europe have come out in the last couple of days. And we actually see that footfall is still down uh, between 13 and 30 percent, depending, depending on country, based on the sort of pre-pandemic 2019 numbers. So shoppers are not 100 percent returning to their traditional uh, behavior. And as you mentioned, that's largely related to the fact that a lot of retail has shifted online and people have have gained that confidence and trust level with with buying products online. But what we're certainly seeing in terms of, uh, I guess, physical uh, retail is that the shoppers that have returned are certainly increasing their use of um, self-service methodologies, whether that's scan-and-go type uh, services or use of kiosks in, in a grocery store or indeed use of, uh, uh, of kiosks and, and, and pay-at-pump in, in forecourt. So, so self-service has, has definitely become something that's top of mind for both shoppers and for the retailers, uh, and there's a lot of pressures that are driving that. Richard, I don't know if you want to jump in and, and, and talk about that at all. Yeah, sure. Um, thanks, Mark. Uh, and uh, again, thank you, Elliot, for, for hosting us again. Great to be with you. Uh, yeah, I, I agree. I think, uh, you know, from a self-service point of view, from all the customers that I, we sell to uh, who, who produce and manufacture kiosks, um, they are seeing, definitely seeing a growth, a continued growth. Um, but I think it also goes hand in hand with a couple of other things. I think we start to see now more and more growth in the likes of uh, self-checkout uh, in, a, in the retail store versus the traditional point of sale. And we see more, more and more retailers migrating uh, towards more self-checkout than they've had before, still with a, with a mix. But nonetheless, I think it's all, you know, it's all about convenience and, and self-service. I think um, 
as you rightly said, Elliot, you know, the pandemic, I think, really has accelerated that growth. And I think generally from all the people I've spoken to, customers and, and users, if you like, are just becoming more um, au fait with the technology and happier to interact with a kiosk than, uh, you know, than perhaps they were uh, in the past. Um and I, and I certainly think we, we we see that playing out in you know across the world in in all different territories, uh, and I don't think it will stop. Um, I, I think it goes hand in hand with the growth of convenience itself. You know, we've seen that in the retail environment more more of a shift to convenience type stores versus larger brick and mortar stores, um, and and more convenience for the customer. And I think that's what kiosk brings. It brings convenience. It brings another way in which you can shop, and uh, if you want to whilst you still have other alternatives as well. And I think that's what we will continue to see. Uh, and as we see that, I think the, the mix will continue to shift more towards the convenience and more towards the use of self-service and kiosks as part of that. Well, is the same thing happening in the hospitality sector? From, from what I can see, yes. Uh, in, in fact, it's probably more visible in, hospi- in hospitality because hospitality has always been far more experienced focal, focused than the, than the retail sector itself. Uh, and people in uh, attending hospitality venues, whether it's uh, theme parks or, or quick service restaurants, etc., have always been less tolerant of queues uh, than we have traditionally in, in the retail sector. So, uh, so absolutely, we are seeing the increased use of self-service technologies. In fact, to look at most quick service restaurants now, you, you don't go to the counter to order, you go to a kiosk screen to order. And I think that will only uh, continue uh, um, driven by a number of things, it's the I guess the 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 consumer's expectation that they want to be served straight away is driving that. So they don't want to queue; they want to be served, and and the kiosk gives them the ability at least to feel as though they're being served straight away. Plus the fact that the cost of um, uh, of wages and the co- and the difficulty in finding staff is exacerbated the problem for both retailers and hospitality businesses. So there's a number of pressures driving to the increase in in use of self service technologies. Yeah, I'd agree, Mark. I think I think whilst it's exacerbated that you know the things you identified definitely have exacerbated the the challenge. I think it's also driven the acceleration to, to the use of it. And I think through the pandemic, we've seen, you know, the, the kind of obvious want to use uh, more um, kiosks. Uh, but obviously there was a point in time where quick service restaurants, particularly a lot of them were closed, um, but it actually gave people the time to, you know, to sort of take a step back and think about how will they implement this kind of technology if they haven't already or improve it or do more with it. And I think, you know, we've, from all of the customers we have in the kiosk space, we are definitely seeing a growth in that quick service restaurant space, uh, even as we continue, uh, you know, um, and I think, um, you know, there, there are definitely now large quick service restaurant um, uh, companies who will have either one uh, as a bit of a backup or even no um, point of sale uh, places within a, within a QSR at all. Um, which actually frees them up more space for customers that are waiting for pickup when they've used uh, a kiosk and more space to put more kiosks. And I think if you talk to some of the quick service restaurant um, owners, they've seen significant increase in the value of spend 
Um, and I think this is a bit more European focused because the, the, there's more tendency to go into the store in Europe uh, in a quick service restaurant versus use the drive through. Um, but uh, certainly in, the, in those circumstances, they are seeing larger footfall in the store and larger spend per person using the kiosk, particularly as the, the kiosks become more um, uh, uh, sort of um, upgraded, if you like, in terms of functionality. There's a lot of work being done on software functionality that you may have seen in, in kiosks, uh, you know, in a QSR type environment where, uh, you know, offers can come up and the use of scanning in the, in the, in the, uh, in the kiosk is becoming more popular now for things like couponing and loyalty. Um, whereas there's you know, typically always been a scanner in a, in a, in a, um, in a kiosk, but not so much used, but we're definitely seeing the uptick of that now and, and more functionality and more interaction with the customer. So I think it's making it easier for the customer. The customer is therefore prepared to, you know, to, to, to use that format of purchase and, and is actually spending more when they do. So I think it's a positive sign for, you know, for the industry full stop. Um, but we are, we, you know, we are seeing it expand beyond that as well. And we are seeing, even at the drive-through, more of a kiosk-type approach than the perhaps traditional voice interaction with somebody inside the store. Um, uh, and again, that's more in a, in a sort of US-type-centric um, uh, um customer base where there is more tendency to use the drive-through than there is to go in store. So I think, you know, different organizations are adapting in different ways, but all of them are adopting the technology and using it to drive more efficiency, which ultimately makes the shopping experience, the the purchasing experience better for the customer Uh, and and hand in hand helps them grow their revenues. So I think it's it's, it's on a positive momentum for sure. Okay, well, let's home in on the relation between e-commerce and self-service. What specific impact does the shift to online retail have on kiosks and self-service? I think that's a, it's a really good question. And I think it has a, a, almost a direct impact in the sense that the more that retail itself shifts uh, or, or portions of it shift online, uh, the more cus- consumers get used to very, very slick and smart interfaces. And to an extent, uh, what Richard was talking about there in terms of the uh, the, the software, the, the user interface, I think uh, th- there is pressure on, on the kiosk uh, industry to ensure that that interface is, is very smart, very slick, um, uh, it is integrated with uh, CRM data, so it drives both loyalty, but also cross-sell and upsell at the same time, but in a, in a very smart way that is appropriate to the, uh, the person using it at, at the time. Uh, so I, I certainly see this shift online uh, will also help with the analytics around that and the data that then goes back to both hospitality and, and retail companies. So I think it's, it, it's a positive shift, but I think it, it drives pressure to ensure that uh, the, the kiosks and the interfaces are updated uh, probably way more regularly than they are right now. I, th- I think the other thing I'd add to that is that whilst, as, as Mark said, you know, we, football is still down per se, in, in retail, mm-hmm. but it, it's picking back up. But I think the shift to online um, means, uh, you know, the, the, well, I think what we see, what the trends we observe are that the customers ultimately 
use online as the first instance, perhaps, but they want overall a, a convenient omni-channel way to shop. Convenience means many options, uh, and, and it's different options for different people's preferences. But it's those preferences that drive, um, you know, if you, if you meet the, all the relevant preferences of your customer base, you're going to have a better customer experience and therefore, uh, you know, more, more propensity to, you know, to, to be able to upsell, cross-sell, uh, and obviously for, to maintain loyalty. Um, so I think things like buy online and pick up in store uh, are actually driving business in the kiosk space as well. So, you know, it might be pick up from a kiosk. You interface with a kiosk to say, yes, I've arrived at the store to pick up my goods and the goods will be brought straight to you. Um, but likewise, another area we're seeing a growth in kiosk is what you might call a returns kiosk. So whilst we, uh, you know, online is driving um, a lot of, um, you know, home delivery or pickup in store, it's also driving a lot of return and that that constant thing where people, you know, particularly in the apparel space, will buy, you know, three different sizes of a particular item of clothing and choose the one they want and take two back. And that's, you know, I think retailers have almost become accepting of that because it's a convenient way to do it and it's what customers want. And those that get it right and do it well, actually, you know, are benefiting from that and uh, in terms of, uh, you know, further spend and loyalty again. So we are seeing, the you know, a growing demand in that, in that kind of returns kiosk um, so, you know, you, you go back, you interface into a kiosk, you might drop your, um, your package into a, uh, into a bag that might, uh, sort a box that might have, um, an RFID reader in it, or certainly a barcode scanner to scan the, um, returns label. Um, but it's very easy. Therefore you get a receipt to say, yes, I've returned it. That's it. That's all you have to do. And you can go about your, your day. And that's very, very convenient for people. And people, I think we will certainly see, you know, a, a continued use of that and, you know, kiosks becoming multi, more multifunction as they they might be the the ordering kiosk, they might be the information kiosk, they might be the, the, the returns kiosk and all of that in one. Or they might be associated with a Dropbox or a smart locker whereby you interface to the kiosk, but your goods are returned into the smart locker or taken from the smart locker. And we've even seen some customers now that you can actually go into, in essence, a people the store which is a big smart locker your interface is a kiosk and your your order is delivered to a drawer in that kiosk whilst you wait having ordered at the kiosk so you know some really innovative um solutions coming along uh, that continue to drive the uh, uh the kiosk market okay well let's talk about an issue that's on a lot of people's minds how do staff fit into the picture? Is self-service a way to reduce staff? I guess shall I jump in there briefly? Uh, so sure. certainly, what I'm what I'm seeing, and I'm talking to retailers on on a near daily basis, they have a major challenge at the moment, and that is finding staff. So so I don't think it's necessarily a way to actively reduce staff because retailers or hospitality companies don't want them. I think they are faced with a, a, a challenge, uh, both in terms of being able to find staff and also the cost of staff when they do find them. So what, what we're certainly seeing is that there is a real pressure to ensure that when you do have staff, that they are uh, highly productive and that uh, they're doing high value uh, activities. And so I think the, the self-serve elements uh, are, are parts that 
can be, I guess, take away from what the staff were doing in terms of uh, more mundane and transactional activities that staff really don't need to do that can be just as well done by a, a kiosk or a self-service uh, tool. Yeah, I agree. And I think whilst Mark you know, spends a lot of time talking to retailers themselves, my team and I spend a lot of time talking to the manufacturers and integrators of the kiosk type technology. And they're talking to their customers, the retailers. And, and the feedback we get through that channel is that, uh, you know, a very similar uh, sort of point of view in that the self-service capability and the, the, the kiosks enable that convenience and therefore enable those staff to, be, uh, to have their time freed up to do more high-value activities um, rather than, um, you know, uh, the, the sort of, uh, uh, you know, perhaps traditional, let's call it, act activities, which might be, uh, you know, in a large proportion of the, you know, the discussions I've had, that primary focus of that freeing up time is so that they, those store associates can better serve the customer in the store or customers in the store whilst other customers are shopping self-service uh, through a kiosk interface. Uh, so, you know, that makes the overall store um, uh, experience better. And it also means they can focus on other uh, perhaps sometimes time-consuming activities like replenishment um, because there's less propensity for the staff to be called away from replenishment to do something, um, you know, perhaps at the point of sale because the point of sale uh, or, or the initial interface is being managed by the kiosk. So it actually makes the store more efficient in that respect as well. So, uh, you know, it's kind of a win-win, I think, driven by the technology. Looking to the future, what new technology innovations will impact the self-service arena in the next few years. So I guess, uh, uh, Richard, you've probably got more insight in this talking to uh, some of the manufacturers there, but certainly uh, two of the uh, innovations that, that I'm seeing that I think will have an impact on, on the kiosk and self-service arena, first of all, is voice interaction. Uh, we're already seeing it in our own homes, um, the ability to interact with uh, Alexa devices, Siri devices, Google uh, devices in your own home uh, to either answer questions or to or to get information, uh, and, I, and I think that will will have an impact. So that we don't, uh, and it makes it even less uh, contact. So uh, I think from a sanitization point of view, it, it's even better as well. And then the other side of it will be things like image recognition or computer vision. Uh, as technologies are that are uh, advancing rapidly, so being able to recognise my face and then automatically the screen um, maybe flips to my the uh, the booking that I've already made with the hotel or the restaurant or, or the the food that I would typically buy, etc. So so I think those two things for me would be the the leaders. I don't know, Richard, if you've got any others. Yeah, similar. I think uh, you know the sort of I think one thing the 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 pandemic did drive and I'm personally I'm not entirely sure whether it's a really big driver at this time uh, is that you know non-touch interaction so facial recognition and voice interaction we definitely have seen innovative kiosk vendors implement that technology in their in their kiosk and it's really cool when you see it work and it works very very well you know the the, the technology has come on leaps and bounds in the last 5 years in that in that space particularly in the sort of gesturing type uh, technology where you don't physically touch the screen you just move your your hand in front of it uh, a little bit like a lot of uh, people will see from a, uh, an interface in a car these days um so we've seen you know a number of people in, in 
bring that technology about, but I'm not actually seeing yet uh, a big deployment of that. I think that's, you know, finding its way at the moment, I, I would say. Um, but I think the other thing uh, I touched on a little earlier as well that I, I see more more of in, in the in the sort of near term happening is the is the kind of um, the bringing together of multiple type products and technologies to 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 bring a more holistic solution for the customer. So kiosks that are interacting with uh, smart lockers and kiosks that are interacting with drop boxes or return boxes. Um, uh, you know, pick up, uh, pick up online, order in, uh, order in store, pick up in store uh, versus order online, pick up in store, uh, that kind of thing. You know, we're, we're seeing multiple technologies come together and we're seeing sometimes companies partnering with one another to deliver that, but also, you know, kiosk vendors in certain circumstances sort of broadening their portfolios to meet the demand of the retailer in order to, uh, to achieve that, that sort of more convenient uh, shopping solution um, so I think that's that's what will evolve, and that's what will drive new technologies that that require, uh, you know, additional um, additional things like it might be, uh, you know, facial recognition entering a uh, a kiosk based unmanned store, for example, as well as just facial recognition on the kiosk itself. So I think there's a multitude of technologies that are applicable. But ultimately, really, I think you know, kiosks have come a long, long way in terms of their functionality and their the benefit they, they provide to the retailer. I think that's certainly something that's now been recognized and is, is fast being uh, adopted because it brings um, better functionality, better uh, shopper experience, better loyalty, ultimately bigger, bigger revenues, better in-store experience. So it's, you know, it, it, there's, there's not that many negatives, I think, and that's the good thing. So, uh, you know, the technology as it is today is also, you know, helping us um, drive, uh, you know, drive more business and growth in the in the space. So that's uh, that's kind of how I see it right now. Okay, great. Well, this takes us to the the end of our interview. Uh, thank you, Mark and Richard, for sharing your insights on this critical topic. This has been self-service at retail. The growth has only begun. Thank you all for joining us.